Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Hello, Friday. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Angie's still on vacation for the next little while. Good morning to all those of you, all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is free in the, the App Store, on your smart speaker, and driving, and on the old car radio on a Friday morning of a long weekend. Do you know what today is, Janelle? I don't, but it's always a certain particular day. <laughs> yes, I checked the uh, the calendar, and today is National National Chocolate Covered Pretzel Day. And I bring this up only because I've never had one until last night. What? I had a rolled gold uh, bag of chocolate-covered uh, pretzels last night, which I stole from my daughter. You've never had a chocolate-covered pretzel before? I have never had one in my life. Where have you been living, man? I've always not been afraid. That's the wrong word. I, I'm, it would never be my first choice because chocolate and sweet and salty uh, do not go in my brain. But they went in my brain last night, and they were the <laughs> best thing I've ever had in my life. Look at this, everybody. He's opening up his palate. Yes, Congratulations. I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, I posted this on my socials, and I said, best chips ever. And then I get trolled from everyone. Those aren't chips. Those are pretzels. Oh, yeah. Why would you call them chips? Because in my, in my brain, there are chips. Pretzels are chips in your brain? Yes. Nah, man. Pretzels are pretzels and chips are chips. <laughs> okay, like, okay, when you have a big pretzel, like the ones you get at the stadium, that's a pretzel. But the okay. tiny little one that I had last night in the rolled gold, to me, that's a chip. Even though it's shaped like a pretzel, my brain says that's a chip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The way your mind works, I just will never understand. I'm just shocked that, like, you know, a chocolate-covered pretzel is, like, the OG, like, sweet and salty snack, in my opinion. And it is so good. It's... It's the the snack that, you know, how everyone has, like, their movie theater snack. Yeah. So if we go to Bulk Barn, which we usually stop at before we hit Landmark Cinemas, um, Adam will just, like, get the biggest bag that he possibly can of chocolate-covered pretzels. And I'm, like, going around and getting little types of candy and, like, a nice variety. He just comes back with this monster bag. And I'm like, you think I'm supposed to be able to fit that into my purse, man? Like- <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just submit to sneaking food into the, into the uh, movie theater? Nobody's ever done that before, have they? I maybe have done that. Uh... <laughs> but I always sneak a bunch of them because I think chocolate-covered pretzels are way better than regular pretzels. They're totally. less dry. Totally. 100%. Mm-hmm. The only way to enjoy a, tradi- a, tra- a traditional pretzel, like the ones that give the, they give you at the CTC, is with some hot mustard. Oh. That's the best way to enjoy it. But now it. don't you think that you've opened your palate to you know chocolate and pretzels that... A big soft pretzel dipped in like a bunch of chocolate like you would like an ice cream would be really good. I don't think I'm ready to go there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Baby steps, Chanel. Baby Baby steps. steps. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. As we roll into the long weekend, I have a useless fact you can bring up on Thanksgiving just for the sake of just being interesting. And make sure you give credit to this show. Don't say it's your own fact. Say, I heard this Friday morning on Move 100 with uh, Stu and Janelle. Do you know what Google, Apple, Disney, and Amazon have in common? What? Take take a guess. Google, Apple, Disney, and Amazon. I was going to say they all have streaming platforms, but Google doesn't. So I don't know. (laughs) They were all started in home garages. Oh, I did know that about Apple. Yeah. I think I knew that about Amazon, but I did not know that about uh, the other ones. Okay. Will you use that on Thanksgiving to, to break the ice? No. 
Hey, no, uh, pass me the turkey. <laughs> and by the way, did you know that Google, Apple, Disney, and Amazon were all started in home garages? I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, I, I don't think I'll be, a, I don't think that will be a conversation starter um, on Thanksgiving, but maybe for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I still think it was an all right fact. I'll give you a, I'll give you a seven this morning. Okay. Thank you for the seven, Janelle. I'll go to the scores at 10 30 Sassy Kathy with a 10, chiming in with a 10 right off the gate. Yeah, so we ask you every morning to uh, send in your scores with your handle. So give yourself a uh, fun little nickname, and you can text in your scores to ten zero thirty and let you know how uh, Stu did with his useless fact on a scale of 1 to 10. Now, I'm sensing there's a lot of people that are off today because they saw Monday as a day off. And they took the extra, extra long weekend. Kind of like what what Angie did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I kind of knew that 7.7 from Sore Throat Anthony. Uh, Boss Traveler, that's an interesting fact. I can give you an eight this morning. Oh, that's, that's, that's very nice. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, it was quite the throwback at WE uh, Gowling Public School yesterday when they opened up a time capsule from 1996. So the school did this in 96 because that was their 50th year anniversary. Forrest Gump being the biggest movie, the Macarena being like the top song on the charts. Um, And that was the year that they put together this time capsule. So, of course, you found things like that inside this time capsule when they opened it up. But they also found, you know, T-shirts, cassette tapes, a TV guide. What do you think the students thought about those things? They're like, (laughs) we've never seen any of these things before. Um, There were a lot of letters that were written, pictures added from students at that stage, um, including our very own Stefan Keys. So he he was there and he opened up a letter that he wrote when he was uh, going to school there. What did that say? He said it was like all about like friends and family. And he thought it was just like just so perfect because like he's like, those are the things that still matter the most to me. So it's awesome. like a surreal moment for him. So the school plans on putting together another time capsule to, you know, open again years down the road. And they say it will include everything COVID because, yeah, yeah, kind of a big thing. I mean, hopefully other things as well. But uh, that is their plan and kind of a, a cool little walk down memory lane. That's very cool. And, you know, thinking of uh, nostalgic things, did you hear that McDonald's is officially bringing back its nostalgic boo buckets? What's a boo bucket? It's like their thing that they do for Halloween. So um, they officially introduced these back in 1986. And it's their Halloween Happy Meal Pails. Oh, yes. I remember those. So it'll feature three familiar characters, OG McBoo, McPunkin, and uh, McGoblin. And they say that they're going to be uh, dishing these out kind of instead of the red Happy Meal box. You're going to get your Happy Meal in your bucket uh, between October 18th to the 30th. Uh, They do say that this is coming to Canada. And you can, of course, use it for trick-or-treating, but... Tim Hortons is kind of doing the same thing. They of course announced they are. their um, of course they are. Timbits trick or treat buckets. So these are orange with a black lid. This is new. They've never done anything like this before. Yeah. Of course, a limited, um, you know, uh, you know, while supplies last. And apparently, these are going to be sold um, pretty well now. And they're going to be putting Timbits inside of theirs. Okay, 
I'm starting to think that these two restaurants are like radio stations. Like one radio station gives away hundred grand, another station copies us with a hundred grand giveaway. We're gonna outdo you. I yeah. mean, well, they gotta be relevant. They gotta do stuff. I think it's interesting that this kind of was released on the same date. I'm not sure that either one knew the other was going to do it. Yeah, my spidey senses think that it was planned. <laughs> Well, you're going to want to get them while you can. You can get 31 Timbits stuffed in your um, Timbits trick-or-treat bucket for 10 bucks, or you can just simply buy the uh, empty bucket if you want to trick-or-treat with it this year. And that's what's trending. It's brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, we're heading into a long weekend, one that is jam-packed full of good food, family, and fun. And, you know, there can be a high-stress environment if you are hosting Thanksgiving this year. Because there's a lot on the table. A lot could go wrong. And although we wish that everything, you know, and we hope that everything will go excellently for you, we know that this is not always the case. So we want to hear your Thanksgiving disaster stories. <laughs> and hopefully that doesn't happen to you this weekend. But we know it's probably happened in the past. Yeah, and that's why I don't host Thanksgiving anymore. Because years ago, <laughs> when I was trying to impress my in-laws, uh, Connie and I just got married. We were living in a small house in Barhaven, not the one we're living in now. I believe it was before kids. And I made steak on the barbecue because my father-in-law doesn't like turkey, and that was fine. I can make steak. Yeah, but easier, I took, right? Yeah, totally easy. But I took my eye off the barbecue for like five seconds and had the, the heat cranked high, and I burnt all the steaks on uh. one side. So I pulled them off the barbecue right away. I checked the internal temperature, which was 145. I'm like, okay, I'll let them sit. And then I scraped off no! the one side in the kitchen. I had the back, my back to everybody, and I told my wife, just distract your parents. I'm just going <laughs> to scrape off the, the steaks. And I had to scrape off six or seven steaks. And literally, they were the best steaks I've ever made. But I had this look of fear, of, of horror, like, oh, my God, I ruined Thanksgiving. My in-laws are going to eat me. So it was okay. They tasted yeah. fine. And they didn't even know that you charred them? <laughs> no, because I, I literally shaved... About a couple of centimeters off each uh, steak. Centimeters? With a, yeah. Or millimeters? Uh, centimeters. Uh, I don't know. Like this. This That's much. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm holding up my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So you managed to not completely destroy Thanksgiving, but it was yes. a tense moment there for, for a while. I, have a, I, I, I tend to overcook steaks. I'm, people will uh, text in photos. Oh, you burnt my steak at the cottage. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so we want to know uh, how maybe uh, your Thanksgiving was a complete disaster. Ours was also related to cooking, but it was like before any of the cooking even happened. So growing up, we always had a gas stove in our house. And for whatever reason, of course, you know, things always go wrong when you need to use them the most and prepare a massive yeah. meal. So uh, my mom was having some problems with the gas stovetop. And so my dad was trying to fix it. And, you know... <laughs> Bless him. He is a handy guy. He knows what he's doing. But I guess he didn't realize that um, the gas had been on for a little bit, like just ever so slightly leaking. Yeah. And, you know, he was getting his face up real nice and close oh, to, God, check out the, no. to check out the lighter. No. And then he ignited it and just like this big woof. Where his eyebrows gone? Yes, he singed off his oh, eyebrows. Geez. And his like his eyelashes shrunk. He singed off like not completely, but like he singed off a good part of his eyebrows. Like they they really thinned out. <laughs> and I think one half of his one eyebrow was like completely gone. 
So, he's lucky he didn't get so, more burnt than that. I know. So dad looked really good at Thanksgiving that year. <laughs> thanks to his uh, his new do. He had his eyebrows done thanks to the flames <laughs> in the house. So we get it. Things go wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's your disaster Thanksgiving story that will just go down in history and will likely be brought up this weekend? You know, yeah. you know, you can laugh about them now. So what's your dad's name? Glenn. Hey, Glenn, remember that time you uh, blew your face off? <laughs> it's a good story to tell now. Yeah. So give us a call, 750-1100. You can text in your story at 10-0-30. We want to hear your Thanksgiving disaster stories from the past. Move 100. Well, for some of you, your Thanksgiving disaster story involves poorly cooked food, specifically the turkey giving people a lot of problems. But for one, um, uh, they ended up in the emergency room. Twice for Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll get to that story in just a bit. But first, Amy, uh, do you have a Thanksgiving disaster story? <laughs> yes. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so my mom and my sister were cooking a Thanksgiving dinner, and my mom put the turkey in the oven, but put it on broil instead of bake. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. So when they pulled it out, like whatever it is, like eight hours later, the top part of the turkey was cooked, but the bottom half was raw. And I remember everybody in the kitchen just sort of looking at it. My mom's like, it's fine. It's fine. Just eat it. Just eat it. And I was like, um... I don't think so. Like, no, thank you. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So we still make fun of her to this day for it. We're like, not broil, man. You bake. You bake. It was not good. My husband at the time was looking at me all wide-eyed like, Amy, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. We're all going to die if we eat it. <laughs> we all ate just potatoes and bread. We're like, hmm? <laughs> don't broil this turkey this weekend. Yeah, I'm not going to cook nothing. I'm good. <laughs> Hi, good morning, Move. I have a Thanksgiving story. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, when I was had my salon in Barhaven, I used to go to this meat shop called Pizza and Gus. They have fabulous turkey that we always sell. So what happened was I went, my sister told me, go buy a turkey. Buy about a 15 pounds. I said, okay, no problem. I went to Pizza and Gus at the time. I didn't order in advance. I, all she had was a 25 pound. I said, okay, no problem. 25 pound turkey is perfect. My sister told me 15, but I'm buying 25. I gave her the turkey. She said, okay, she's going to cook it for Thanksgiving. The phone rang around 8 o'clock in the morning. He said, you better come over here now. I said, why? The oven broke. The top element. I'm not sure it was the top or the bottom. We have to flip the turkey. I'm like, no, 25 pounds, too heavy. He said, no, you better get your hats over here now. We have to help me flip this bird. <laughs> And, and the more, you know, the more I flip every board, every hour we sat there and waited and waited while the turkey started to cook, the more we flipped the turkey, the more it fell apart. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and up to this day, you said to me, whenever I send you to buy a 15-pound turkey, don't you come home with 25. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Millie. Thanks so much for your story, Millie. Oh, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, you too. You too. <laughs> you too. I think what we've figured out is that the turkey's the problem at Thanksgiving. Yes, and that's why we don't do turkey in our family. <laughs> uh, love this comment on her Facebook page from John Quill. She said, I dropped a frozen turkey on my foot and broke it two oh, years in a row. What? The, the same doctor at the ER saw me both times and formally wrote out a prescription to avoid frozen poultry. <laughs> yeah, turkey yeah. <laughs> move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? 
That theme we all know and love. Uh, definitely trending after they released the trailer, finally, for a first look at what the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie will look like. So um, this is not going to be coming out until next April uh, 2023. And we had heard earlier who some of the voice actors would be in this, including the um, voice of Mario himself being played by Chris Pratt. Now, if you watch the trailer, you might know what I'm about to say. Uh, I will say it's a little bit disappointing. Just take a listen. I finally found it. Now who's gonna stop me? What is this place? Do not touch that mushroom, you'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. So there's only a very small part in there that's actually Mario. That would be this part. What is this place? Does that sound like Mario to you? <laughs> well, not traditionally, but uh, who knows? Everything changes, right? I don't know. Everyone's just I was like... expecting more of an Italian twinge on it. I was expecting like, you know, like, it's a me, like a super yeah. fun, a happy guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, like, Chris Pratt didn't even try to do anything with the voice. Like, at least Bowser, who's voiced by Jack Black, you know, he had some fun with that. And, like, that sounds good and fitting. The character who voices Toad, you might not even recognize that person because he did such a... It's Keegan-Michael Key. Like, who did Toad in there? Like, that doesn't even sound like him. He actually did some work. I suspect that the producers of this film did this on purpose to get people talking about it. I don't know. I don't know. I was a little bit, you know, let down when I saw that. Although I will say the animation and like the actual clip itself looks really fun, looks really awesome. You know, as a kid who grew up playing this game, I'm just I can't wait to see like the Mario world created like this. Um, In other news, though, it was a big day at uh, Chimo Public School in Smith Falls where Brooke Henderson showed up to surprise all of these students so of That's course, incredible. met with huge cheers, smiling kids, standing ovation as she walked through the school that she actually once attended from grades five to eight. Now, this was an event that was put on by Sketchers Canada, who Brooke has been partnered with for quite a few years. Um, and it was a surprise event. Like the kids kind of had a little hush hush like, oh, I think it's Brooke Henderson coming. But, you know, yeah. it was a surprise. Five thousand dollars was donated to the Upper Canada District School Board for the Champions for Kids Foundation, which assists families in need with sports activities, medical expenses, gas cards to parents with a child in the hospital. So really great there. Um, the kids, of course, got to do a little bit of a meet and greet and just like feel like, wow, someone yeah. this big and famous came from the school that I'm going to right and, now. And- and so young and relatable. I love Brooke Henderson. She's always radiating, radiating with a beautiful smile. Yeah. She just exudes positivity. She's awesome. Yeah. And just like, you know, came back to her roots, you know, like she's yeah. big and famous now, but she still comes yeah. back to Smith Falls. Like love really it. great to see that. And uh, a little bit of cherry on top for her. She had no idea they were doing this, um, but the school surprised her. And uh, as a great role model, they dedicated the gymnasium to her there. 
Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. She was like, oh my gosh. Like, I had no idea. You know, I loved going to school here. I loved learning. She said, but I loved that gym and gym class and playing all of the different sports. Yeah. To have something in your school named after you where you honed your craft. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So big day on Smith's Falls yesterday. And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, heading into the long weekend. Who's made the cut for Word Wars today? Stefan and Alan are on the line. Stefan got through first. We'll let him pick his categories. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Steph. You ready to win? I'm ready. Are you? Excellent. Yes, absolutely. Angie's not here, so I can win. All right, uh, there's two categories. Janelle, what are they? All right, so thanks to Lucretia Supaneka who sent in our categories uh, specifically for Thanksgiving weekend. We have turkey time or table setting. Uh, table setting. All right, table setting in three, two, one. You're sitting down at your what? Chair. No, you're sitting down at the table. And what? What's on the table? Turkey. No, what's on the like? What's covering the table? Tablecloth. Yes, and you're you're using this to wipe the gravy from your mouth. Napkin. And what? Yes, and what's at the middle of the table? What do you call those things? Centerpiece. Yes, and you're lighting these. Candles. And you're giving these to your uh, relatives and a bouquet of flowers. Yes, and you eat. Yeah. Okay, not bad. That was good. Nice recovery. Got stuck there for a while. I was worried. Okay. So uh, you guys ended up with five. We're going to just hang on the line with that score, and we'll see how it holds up. Good morning to you, Alan. 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 Yep. (laughs) You ready to play? Sure. You have to get six to win. Okay. Uh, The category is turkey time. Here we go. Three, two, one. What are you putting in the turkey? Uh, Stuffing. Yes. What are you pouring on the uh, turkey? Uh, gravy? Yes. Uh, w- uh, this is a side dish that you have to make. Um, they're genuinely Cran- white. Cranberries? No, they're genuinely white. Wait, uh, mashed potatoes? Yes. And every uh, all, all this month, we have one of these outside of our house. Pumpkin? Yes. And uh, a what a day will keep the doctor away. Apple? Oh, uh, you just missed it to a tie. Yes. Unfortunately, after the buzzer. Good try. Play again, okay, Alan? Okay. Steven! Steph, yeah, it's Stephen. You won. Yeah. You won. Oh, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Stephen, sorry, sorry. Stephen. Congratulations. Um, We've got a uh, pair of passes for you to get out to a special screening at Landmark Cinemas. We've got tickets and treats for two as well. So you're going to go see Ticket to Paradise October 26th at Landmark Cinemas at the the Canada location. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Stefan, I'm not the first person that's mispronounced your name, right? Uh, no, no. It happens twice. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, have a great weekend uh, and enjoy your Thanksgiving, Stefan. Thanks. Uh, you too. Have a Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Stefan, Stu, Angie, and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much planning you do. Things will just go wrong when you're planning a big meal, an event like Thanksgiving. And we really hope that things don't go this bad for you this weekend because these stories, um, like Carolyn. So for for them, it was the, the pie. I don't know. Mom made a lemon meringue pie from oh, scratch. 
and it didn't set properly. Oh. So still very like loose, jiggly, wet kind of thing. And um, she says, my mom went to pull a paper towel off the roll. The entire roll came off the dispenser, did a swan dive, and went right into the pie. Sploosh. Everything <laughs> went everywhere because it didn't set. And dessert ruined at Thanksgiving. Uh, there's nothing like a great uh, lemon meringue pie at Thanksgiving. I know. I was eight months pregnant with my first baby. This is a texture at 10030, and not me. And we had just moved into our new house. My brother-in-law brought the turkey for me to cook, and it was huge. So big that it barely fit in the oven, and then splashed liquid in the new oven, and then uh, started a fire. Oh. Yep, I was so large from being pregnant, I couldn't lift it out. So when the firemen showed up, they rescued the bird. <laughs> they had to call the fire department on Thanksgiving? Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's bad. Uh, Tammy says that she was filling the kitchen sink. She was going to do a first set of some prep dishes. Um, and then a friend came to the door. So she walks outside, gets chit-chatting. 15, 20 minutes later, she comes back into the kitchen to a flood because she left oh, the water running. No. She's like, my family was expected any minute. I used every single towel and blanket in my house to clean it up in time for things to be good for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, and just a word to the wise this weekend, uh, don't drink too much before, you know, start, start drinking midway through the cook or at the end of the cook, because Trish says that her late husband had a few too many wobbly pops. He was in charge of the potatoes and he didn't drain the potatoes. He oh. just started mashing them up in the water. <laughs> oh, jeez. A little bland and a little runny and a little gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? It's official. A coronation date has been set for King Charles III, and it will be likely happening uh, June. Third next year at Westminster Abbey in London. They say that that date, not totally solid, but it will be happening next June. So the palace um, is hoping that the ceremony will be um, not nearly as big, apparently, as what the Queen's was so many years ago. Um, we haven't had a coronation in nearly 70 years, so um, we're not entirely sure what's going to go down, how it's all going to go, but uh, Charles will be 74 at the time of it. He'll be the oldest person to be crowned king in British history. Mm. Uh, queen consort Camilla will be crowned alongside him. And that actually marks his official reign as the monarch. Even though he's like in charge right now, he doesn't yeah. officially start his reign until... He has his coronation. We haven't made it official yet. Yes, exactly. Um, but this ceremony, like I said, it's going to be much smaller and modest, they say, compared to previous ones. But there ain't nothing modest about the $4 billion worth of jewelry this man will be wearing. Yes, you heard me. B, like billion with a B. So they say that that's pretty much what the jewelry he'll be wearing will be worth because there's a lot of things. It's not just like the crown, but there's like the crown, there's the sovereign ring, there's um, the scepter. Uh, there's so many different things, and they're all just filled with sapphires and rubies and pearls and diamonds and gems and like all of the like four billion dollars is what will be placed on this man. Yeah, that's a lot. This is insane is what I think it is. <laughs> I agree. Um, this is also a little outrageous, but have you heard of the woman who was warning parents to not let their kids watch the new Hocus Pocus movie? No. 
Yes, the new Hocus Pocus movie, which uh, is PG rated, came out on Disney. She uh, has sounded the alarm and she posted something on Facebook that basically said, with the release of the Hocus Pocus 2 coming up, I would be wrong not to sound the alarm and warn you to protect your children. She went on and on. She then was interviewed on a news station down in the States. And here's what she has to say about Hocus Pocus. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. In a recent Facebook post, Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen, they become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. Look out. They're casting spells on you. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, children should not be exposed to things like this. Look, like, let's face it. She's gone viral because everyone's like, really? Are, are you being serious right now? Don't watch Hocus Pocus 2, a fictional movie? Uh, we uh, live among these people. Do whatever you want this weekend and enjoy it. That's what's trending. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, you may not begin your Thanksgiving dinner cook until tomorrow or Sunday um, at the Ottawa Mission. They've been preparing meals for weeks now, specifically for this weekend. So, of course, as uh, we continue to see the rising costs of food prices and, uh, you know, just that being a very big issue with food insecurity they are preparing to serve the most meals that they've ever served at the Ottawa Mission for their Thanksgiving deal. Um, yeah. It's 12,000 meals is what they are prepared to oh. serve this weekend. And Executive Chef Rich, uh, Rick Watson has been working on this for weeks in the kitchen with his team operating on all hours to be ready for this. Get this. They've been deboning, cooking, and serving, and they will be having a total of 600 turkeys, which will be served this weekend. Um, right now, they say they have about 500 done, and they are hoping to get another 100 turkeys donated to the Ottawa Mission to serve this weekend. Um, there will be about 12,000 pounds of mashed potatoes served up, 150 gallons of gravy. It's just astronomical numbers. Uh, the biggest meal, like I said, that they've ever had in the history of the mission. And these dinners will be delivered throughout the uh, week and weekend until Sunday. They're serving 32 different communities across the capital. And uh, Monday, the meals will actually be served to the residents at the Ottawa Mission. So it's just like a huge feat. There's, you know, a historic demand and high for uh, people who are, you know, suffering from the rising food costs, inflation. Yeah. And it's just incredible what this team is able to pull off year after year after Thank year. God we have this team. Yes. So props to everybody at the Ottawa Mission who has been making this a reality. Like I said, they are still looking to hopefully get another 100 turkeys donated. So maybe if that's something that you might be able to do, you can think of while you are out this weekend, uh, make that donation. And uh, yeah, congratulations to everybody serving up some hot meals for Thanksgiving this weekend for everyone who will really appreciate it. And that's all the feels on Move 100.